Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. Okay, this is Alan Blaine, and I'm very excited to bring you our special guest today, Shannon Payton also known on social media to her hundreds of thousands of followers as Shanny Pants. Shannon is a 41-year-old wife and mother of three kiddos ages 14, 10, and 9. When one of Shannon's social media videos went viral, it opened up a whole new world for her. She now has many viral videos and hundreds of thousands of social media followers. She shares her struggles of growing up in a cult, battles through years of infertility that ended in a hysterectomy, and finally her journey to parenthood through foster care and adoption. Shannon is currently writing a memoir and has recently started a podcast called The Shanny Pants Show. She has created a platform where she shares the struggles of life in a humorous way as part of her self-prescribed therapy and is excited to share even more through her book and podcast. Shannon's social media notoriety, and I'll add hilariously relatable humor, <laughs> has led to her being a guest on the Kelly Clarkson show. And she's also appeared on the local TV show, Good Day Sacramento, multiple times. When Shannon is asked where she gets all her ideas for her humorous videos, she sarcastically states, I'm married and I have kids. That's all the inspiration I need for some crazy content. Shannon, Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. And if you wouldn't mind, could you just elaborate a little more on who you are and kind of how you've got to where you are at this point in time? Yes, I would love to. I have a background in construction and real estate. So my husband and I worked in construction for a long time. Then I was a realtor. And then during COVID, I had a video go viral, like you mentioned, and my world kind of just blew up from there. And now I consider myself such an influencer to the whole world. But no, really, I'm a content creator and I'm just kind of figuring this whole new world out. I'm still doing real estate on the side. I just recently have started admitting real estate is now on the side and this is taking center stage. So yeah, I have three little kiddos. We have a good time, but I kind of started doing videos with my kids and just having a good time at the beginning of COVID when things were all crazy and kind of turned in what it is now. I've met some incredible people and gosh, the last two, three years of my life, I feel like I've packed in more learning and healing than I have in my entire journey of, of life, really. So it's been a really good time, hard, but good. A lot of good stuff out of it. Yeah, I'm sure. And I want you said healing. I'm going to come back to healing because mm -hmm. I want to ask a little more about why you use that word. But before I do, Nicole, and I think you're hilarious, by the oh, way. Thank and, you. and you are very, very funny and witty and all that. And I can see why several of your videos have gone virals with millions of views and all that. Have you always been funny? I mean, would you say this is kind of a, maybe out of left field question, but it, you feel like you've always been funny? Or is it something you just kind of developed through COVID by necessity or what? I think I always have been, but because of the circumstances and how I grew up, we grew up in a high control religious group. So I felt like it was always in me, but it was squelched from a really young age. So I think because there was so much negativity kind of around my humorous parts that maybe seemed a bit rebellious, I feel like I kind of tapped it down a lot until 
we were out of that situation, which I was uh, 31 when we left. So now I feel like I'm just becoming more me. I'm learning who I am. And part of that is humor. And so it's definitely found its outlet a lot more in the last couple of years. So yeah, but I, I do think it's always been there. I was a very insecure child. And so I think I just hit it a lot. That makes sense. When you say it's been healing for you, the humor, I guess, and mm-hmm. the, the social media platform, right? And the podcast and the outlets that you have become well-known for these last couple of three years, what are you referring to? A lot of different things. It kind of started when all of a sudden this platform, I feel like it was given to me. I did nothing to deserve it. And it gave me a platform to kind of speak. And the more comfortable I got with being in front of the camera and speaking, I started speaking about more personal things in my life, like our struggles through infertility and adoption and even like some surgeries. And then too, living in the group that we lived in and grew up in, which I consider a cult now, it really opened up my eyes to how many other people in this world have experienced similar things. And all of those things that I went through, I went through very alone. And so I kind of just was like, I want people to not feel alone. And I feel like we live in this world where there's resources readily available for pretty much anything we're going through. And I kind of just wanted to be a part of sharing resources with others where I can. And then I started writing my book back right at the beginning of COVID and realized pretty soon on that I needed more therapy. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not healed enough thought I was fine, but I realized a lot of childhood trauma and things that I had never really dealt with. I kind of moved on and like, oh, I'm funny and I'm fine and I'm a strong person, so I can handle everything. I realized I couldn't. And so I put the brakes on the book and dove into some really in-depth therapy and just kind of trying to deal with a lot of complex traumas that I've had throughout my life that I thought were fine. So that's been a huge healing part of it. But really what sparked it with the social media stuff is having a platform to speak. It's amazing. And now the podcast, giving people a place to speak is so healing. The first time you talk about a situation in your life, whether it's with your therapist or with a friend, it relieves a little bit of that hurt. So the more we talk about painful situations, the easier it becomes. And so that's kind of like my whole purpose is for people to have a platform to speak and to just realize, I feel like the word community is used so much, but there is this huge community of people in kind of any place they are in life that are here to support others. So it's been exciting. So I feel like I've been on my healing journey with my group of followers, which I also hate that word, right along with me on this biggest life journey I've really had as far as becoming the person that I want to be and that I am. Well, I love that. And I think that what you're doing also is really critically important and key for all of us. But not only are you funny, I've already mentioned that you do have a great sense of humor, but I know it's the vulnerability that draws people to us. It it might repel some people as well, but it's what draws people to us when we can be. And when I see people like you and others that are so transparent, so vulnerable about their struggles, it inspires me. I just want you to know it inspires me. It encourages me because it's something that for many years, I always thought, you know, you can't show weakness. You can't talk about your struggles and your challenges and these things you've been through that people don't want to hear that and how they might think about me or whatever. And when people like you and others are vulnerable to share these things, it just attracts a tribe to you and it encourages people. It inspires people. It offers hope and you're just doing all those things. And so I think it's a super important thing. And I just want to commend you for that. Thank you very much. It's been neat seeing the results of it because 
it's not an easy thing, you know, to just start out and word vomit your entire life story out there on social media. But the amount of people that have reached out, my thing is now like, if any of my posts make one person laugh a day, one person out of all my followers, that's all I care about. Even if it's me, you know, like no one else (laughs) may get the video, but if it makes me laugh, then I'm like, okay, I did my job. Yeah. It's amazing how many people I get reaching out who not even publicly, like they don't want it in the comments, but they'll DM me and just say, oh, thank you so much for speaking out. I grew up the same way and I didn't realize there were so many other people out there. So yeah, it's really neat to see it kind of all come together. I really love it. And it's healing for me, you know, same thing. I feel I'm not alone anymore. Yeah, I can relate with that. And and I'm challenged by it because I feel like in the last couple of years, I've been more encouraged and inspired and drawn to share more personal things in my life. Thus, this Life's Hard Succeed Anyway yeah. podcast and episode one that I started off with, which was just kind of really just scratching the surface in that 23 yep. or 24 minute episode. But kudos to you for doing that. And I want to also ask before we start talking more about challenges and some tips and strategies or whatever you have to share with us, mm-hmm. what would you say would be one of your keys to success? Yes, you had a video blow up and go viral. Of course, like as you said, you didn't do anything to deserve that on one right. hand. On the other hand, it was a very funny video, <laughs> very well made. There's reasons videos go viral, <laughs> but let's just say you had nothing yeah. to do with that. I mean, it's been more than one video going viral that's got you to where you are right now. What would you say has been a key to your success? I think being open to learning new things because all of this has been very new for me and it was pretty overwhelming at the beginning and still can be, but I just realized like it was me. I like, I felt like God really put me in that position of like, Hey, here you go. Here's your spot. So I just felt like just being open to learning about something new and hard maybe has been amazing, but really bottom line, and I'll probably end up saying this a lot more as we go on, is the authenticity and being yourself. So many times I've done videos where I'll kind of be like more like someone else and I might, and it won't do good. It doesn't perform well. And it's like, oh, why was that? Oh, because I was acting something I normally wouldn't do. So be yourself. And that's the main thing with social media. People like to see you yourself. They really, really do. That's the main thing in this like realm of success. Be yourself. That's great advice, by the way something I'm trying to continue to learn because it's easy to slip into wanting to emulate someone else who's maybe doing something we like, or has a personality we like, or we look up to even, but to be true to who we are and be authentic, it's important online and offline. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yep. But what would you say with all the challenges you've been through? And I know, you know, you've lived 41 years, so you've been through plenty, I'm sure like many of us, but what would you say has been the biggest challenge maybe, or one of, if that's fair to say, the biggest challenges you've been through? I would say probably the biggest challenge would be our adoption journey. We had so many challenges like throughout our son, we adopted at a month old, and then we didn't get the girls till he was seven. We did have some foster kids in the home during that time, but as far as adopting again, but we had so much trauma leading up to his adoption. Like that's a long whole story in itself, but that was probably the biggest challenge I've ever faced in my life. And I think the reason is because there's real humans involved, you know, and it's such an emotional, personal journey. And it was just a lot. It was a lot, but I have dealt with some really challenging things since then. And now looking back, I can say God put me through some pretty hard stuff 
to get me through some even harder stuff that was coming. So I look at each challenge now during it. Nope, nope, nope. But now I can look back and say, okay, I was brought through that one because here's the next one, you know? Yeah. Such a great point. You know, even as you're talking about that, I'm thinking back on my life and others that I know well enough to know more of their story. Mm-hmm. But even for me, it's like, yeah, some of the things we're walking through right now in this moment, as we record this podcast, I don't know that I would be equipped to walk through them as successfully anyway, had I not been through other challenges in the past. Yeah. That is an encouraging perspective that you bring to the conversation of when we are walking through our challenges, trials, sufferings, whatever you want to call it, difficult times in life that, you know what, we're building courage, we're building strength, we're building character, we're building resilience and mindsets that are going to prepare us for other things and to help other people too along the way, which you're being a great example of. In the midst of that, did you ever have in the midst of the challenges, like negative self-talk or voices in your head that you had to deal with along the way? I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. And so that's why I asked the question. Oh yeah. This is something we're working through in therapy right now, but yes. And I feel like I held on to the negative thoughts and voice in my head for so long until really recently. So they never went away. And part of it was a lot had to do with how we were raised in a really high control environment. And I know like when we were going through infertility stuff, I really blamed myself and thought that God was punishing me for doing really nothing wrong, but for assuming I had done something wrong that I deserved this. I mean, that went through pretty much every phase of my life. I felt like I was being punished by God because of what I had done. And again, because of how I was raised, the negative self-talk was very prevalent. I think, like I said, until recently when a therapist is like, okay, so this is called complex trauma. There's layers of it. It's not one event. It's many events until I can like get to that place where I'm admitting that now and dealing with each of these traumatic events. I'm able now to be closing down that negative self-talk because I still have it with me today. It's a battle for sure. I think it's a battle probably that we will all will face till they take our last breath to one degree or another, you know, maybe very small or, or larger for others, but yeah, did going through all that and, and even challenges you maybe faced in recent times, did fear of what other people were thinking about you? How, how much was that a factor? I mean, I would say more like in my past life, when we were at the group still, like everything was about appearance and how others viewed you. So everything, I feel like it was definitely fear-based, even with something like the infertility is like, what are everyone else is going to think I did something wrong in my past because God's punishing. Like it was always very, very much the fear-based to humans, you know, like worried about what everyone thought. And then recently, I think it's gotten better. For sure now, but like even when I first started with my videos, I was really self-conscious just because that was my life for so long to be very, very self-conscious that it took a little bit for me to finally like break loose. And then, like I said earlier, that was when I realized this is me, like this is me being me. And yes, I'm getting judged like crazy for it because you put yourself out on social media and it's the judgment's a whole, a whole nother ballgame. But luckily, I have very tough skin from all the years of trauma, you know, so I can handle it so well. But the haters are pretty intense. But it gave me enough to where I realized this is me. I don't care what other people think or say, because I get it all now. And now I just don't care. I just don't care. Okay, so I got to ask, how many videos did you have to make till that first one went viral? Okay, the first one that went viral, 
I mean, it was probably 20 or 30 videos in. Okay. Yeah. Of when I started like really posting in COVID. Okay. I was just curious. I didn't know the answer to that. I was just a curious question. Unrelated really doesn't have anything to do with anything Except for someone who's curious about yes. how long it might take to have a Don't video give up. Viral. Hundreds, hundreds. It takes hundreds and thousands. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But judgment. Tell me what that's like. When you say there's judgment and haters and all that, when you put mm-hmm. yourself out on social media, which yeah. you have a much bigger following than I do. So, you know, I can't compare or anything like that, but I can yeah. relate. But what do you mean by that? You just get on every level the hate. I do white claws a lot in my video. I am not an alcoholic and I actually drink very little alcohol, but it just so happens that one of my videos that went viral had a white claw in it. And so I kind of kept that persona up. And now I am involved with White Claw, but it didn't start that way. But immediately I was an alcoholic. So everyone's calling me an alcoholic and people are very bold when they don't have a face on Facebook or Instagram or wherever to come at you. So things from being an alcoholic to an abusive parent, I got that a lot. And then just looks in general, my weight, my no makeup, my hair. I mean, you pretty much get criticized for everything. I almost got my account shut down just like months ago. I finally ended it from someone that, you know, didn't approve of some of my videos. And so they turn you in enough times and they have to take it seriously. And then once you're turned in, there's no like combating it. You're done. So I was in this like Instagram jail for three months and all this stuff taken away from me basically as a creator. And and I mean, you see my stuff. I'm pretty mild compared to what you're going to see on Instagram. I mean, language wise, I'm mild. I'm pretty mild as far as an entertainer creator on Instagram. So it just blew my mind. I'm like, what are they even turning me in for? This is crazy. But it is. And at the beginning, it bothered me a little bit. I have to say, like, I was just like, oh my gosh, these people are rude. And I would like screenshot these messages to my sister, my husband, and my sister would freak out where I can just kind of let it go more. And so then I just realized, okay, I can't send this to anyone. This is for my eyes only. And now I just automatically delete them. I don't respond. I don't do anything. I will use comments, however, because we have the ability to respond. You can respond with video or picture to comments now. So my thing with that is, because I'm a nice person, but if you're so brave that you can make a really rude comment on one of my videos, guess what? I'm going to respond to it. And guess whose name's on it? So that's actually worked really well because I've got a lot of these haters unfollowing me when I respond to the post. Because I'll just say like, hey, let's see who's going to make the meanest comment. I will respond and everyone will know. I try not to be mean about it, but it's like, you know, you guys got to back off. Be nice to people. But it's fun. I love it. Overall, it's great. You do have to create a thick skin because people say terrible things. Terrible things. And like you said, it's just so easy to do online. Yeah. You could have a fake account. Yeah, it's so easy to do it online. There's no consequence really for doing it. So they keep doing it. If you could go back in time and you could have a different mindset, you could maybe give your younger self different advice before these challenges started happening on, hey, you know, you whisper in your ear, this is what you need to know and this is what you need to do differently when you're going to go through this challenge. What would you say? What would you say to yourself? Be yourself. I Like, I wish I could go back to little Shani And it makes me really sad because my life was controlled for me pretty much until, you know, I was 31. But I just wish I could just tell her to be herself. And it's one of those things that's really hard for me to even think about because it makes me sad for little Shani. Yeah. 
I, I can relate with that. I wish I would have from a I know. early, early age, just been able to be myself. And you know, what's crazy is at 50 years old, sometimes still I'm asking God to help me be myself and yeah. not be worried about what other people think yep. or controlled by fear of others or whatever. Yep. How do you feel like looking back on the challenges that you've been through as far as you wish you could have avoided some of them? Are you glad you went through them? Have they given you a platform? Do you wish they wouldn't have given you a platform? I mean, positive, negatively, how do you view the challenges at this point in hindsight? I feel pretty positive about it now because I do look at what I've been through is what's given me this platform and people reaching out to me, the ones that affect me the most is adoption questions, just because it's fresh on my mind, I guess, with us adopting our kids, but, but even infertility stuff, but I've had people reach out and I think I could have never given them an encouraging word if I didn't have to be able to relate to them. So yeah, now looking back, I would say it's gotten me to the place I am today. And even recently, we've been dealing with some pretty serious stuff. And I think, yeah, for sure, I wouldn't have been able to handle some of this stuff. Again, I can look back and be thankful for it. During the time, I would have given anything to not be having to go through it. But I am thankful now to look back. And I even think like with the infertility, I have one picture left of our last embryos. And I keep it up because it's just a reminder, that whole you know unanswered prayer song, because our family is amazing and we love our kids and I couldn't imagine our life being any different. And so I look at those little embryos and I'm like, you know, there was a plan all along and it wasn't fun going through it, but it's good to look back and be thankful. Absolutely. I love too just the idea that, and you mentioned it, you and I, and any of us that have been through anything tough, we wouldn't be able to really have a platform to encourage in anything to encourage people from going through similar situations. Yep. I mean, we can encourage people going through hard times we've never been through before, certainly, but it's not the same as someone who comes alongside you and says, hey, I've walked that road. I've been through that and offers whatever encouragement they offer, knowing it's coming from a perspective, they've been in my shoes. Yeah. And we couldn't be in someone's shoes had we not gone through the thing. Right. So that always encourages me, even in the midst of trials now and future ones that'll come and me thinking, hey. There's a lot of things I can focus on as opposed to the negative that helped me mentally, but that's one of them. It's like, I am building a story. I'm learning something God wants to teach me that somehow, some way is going to encourage someone else. Like you said, might be right. one other person you make yep. laugh or yep. one other person you may encourage, or it might be thousands. Who knows? Yes. It's so true. But what would you say is one piece of advice you would give to somebody who might be listening to this podcast episode right now? And they're in the midst of their infertility, depression, who knows what, financial mm -hmm. trouble. I mean, marriage trouble, the list goes on and on. Health challenge could be 101 different things. What, what, would, what advice would you give to them or what would you say to them right now? I would say reach out for help. That's my advice for a lot of people because not all of us are equipped. There's even days I'm not equipped to encourage someone else, you know, but I think that's been my most valuable thing for me the last several years is reaching out for professional help, whether it be medication or therapy or all of the things, and then reaching out to those around me. I never allowed myself to accept help before. And then during COVID is when my depression got really, really bad. And I realized like, I can't, I can't do this on my own. And I ended up taking help from friends as far as like helping with the kids and things I never would have done before. So I think no matter what trial you're going through, Ask for help, accept help from those around you that you trust and love and 
that's my biggest thing. Ask for help and get the help because it's been my greatest asset as far as the growth and the healing that I have done. It doesn't come from me. I feel like I take from others and heal and then give back in return. So ask for help and don't be afraid to ask for help. It's hard. It's really hard. I mean, it was very hard for me. Very, very hard for me to ask and admit that I needed help. I just wanted to be okay and strong and fine. And it wasn't. I think we can all relate with that. And, and it's so important. And the word that came to mind as you were talking is humility. It, it takes humility to ask for You're help right. in any area of life, right? It yep. does. It takes humility. It, it's admitting that I can't do everything myself because if I could, I wouldn't need help. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not a proud person. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Right. Maybe I am. <laughs> when you think about like the future, what do you currently excited about right now is probably a lot of things, but it's one or more things you're either working on or just excited about the future. I'm really excited about my book because I just finished taking some courses and I'm at a place in my healing journey that I'm feeling like geared up and ready to handle it. So it feels good to be at a healthy spot where I can do that. And I already have everything's lined up, all the people, it's just all falling into place. I just got to write now. So it's exciting. That's really exciting for me. And then the podcast, the podcast to me, I learned so much from other people. Every day I look forward to my interviews because I'm just like, what am I going to learn today? And it's so exciting to be able to share other stories just like you're doing. And I'm very wrapped up into this hobby of mine right now. It's very exciting. I love it. For anyone that might want to check out your podcast, what is the name of your podcast? The Shanty Pants Show. Okay, cool. And you said you've you've done like 20 some odd episodes already of that. Mm -hmm. I think I, I think I went to like 26 or something. Yeah. Just some quick questions kind of, as we start to wind this down, what would you say is one habit that has helped you become successful? Consistency, staying on track and being consistent. It's very hard for me. And so it's a habit that I'm like daily having to remind myself, like I'm very like ADHD. So I need lists and reminders and The iPhone is amazing. You know, all the alarms, every time I'm with anyone, they're like, what's that alarm for? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me see. Oh, I'm supposed to text so-and-so right now. I literally set alarms for everything. So yeah, consistency, that issue in itself, consistency for me is something I know I struggle with. So always keeping it top of mind. I love it. What is one of the best pieces of advice that you would say you've ever received from somebody else? I don't necessarily know what piece of advice I've ever received from someone else that's just been amazing, except, I mean, I'm sure there's many out there, except be yourself. And I don't know who I heard that from or where it came from, but because I say that all the time to everyone, be yourself, be yourself. That's my piece of advice that I don't know who shared it with me. I'm sure someone did, because I'm sure I did not come up with that on my own. It's a great piece of advice. (laughs) Yes. Great piece of advice. It is. Is there a book? That you might recommend to the Life's Hard 60 Anyway audience? There definitely is. I love The Body Keeps Score by Bessel A. Van Der Kolk, The Body Keeps Score. It is not an easy listening book. And unfortunately, the audio version, I am not impressed with the person who's doing the audio. And I love audiobooks. But it is fascinating. And like, I'm very into all things brain And so it's amazing to me. And it just ties so many things together in my brain that I'm like, oh, click, click. That makes sense. It's amazing. It's a great book. I'm going to have to check it out. The Body Keeps Score. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. So Shannon, I want to call you Shanny Pants, but I guess that would be okay, right? I do both. Yep. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Shannon, how can all of our listeners 
connect with you, follow along on your journey, see your great humor? What's the best way? The best places to find me are Instagram, which is official shanty pants, but I am on all the social media platforms. YouTube is another good one to go to shanty pants. And then you can find all of my things at shantypantsshow.com. All my links and everything are there, including the podcast link. Perfect. Perfect. And any closing comment that you might have to share with our listeners? Just be yourself, be yourself, smile and wave, smile and wave. Life is good. We just have to keep pushing forward. I love it. Shannon, thank you so much. I know you've got, you're you're a mother, you're you're a realtor, you've got a (laughs) podcast and a lot of things going on. Thank you for taking time to- Of course. It's been awesome. I really, really appreciate it. It was really fun to talk with you. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. If you love this podcast, grab some of Alan's free resources on his website at alanblain.com, spelled A-L-L-A-N-B-L-A-I-N.com. You can also find links to Alan's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there in his contacts page. Lastly, if you can leave a five-star review for us on your favorite podcast app, that will get these messages out to more people and it will really mean the world to us. Thanks in advance and make it a great day.